The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's an organization called Arachim, which literally means values. This organization does weekend seminars and all kinds of programming to show the value of Torah and mitzvahs to people who are secular, to chilonim, to people who never had the benefit of the meaning and purpose and education of a Jewish way of life. It's predominantly in Eretz Yisrael, but they do things in America as well. And a number of years ago, there was a seminar on the West Coast in Los Angeles. It was in a hotel, it was a weekend seminar, and they were beyond shocked. When a fellow shows up for the seminar, he's registered and everything. His name sounds Jewish, but he's dressed with a white collar and a frock. He's dressed like a priest. In a very respectful, kind way, they said to him, thank you so much for showing up, but the seminar is really only for Jews. And he says to them, you're not going to believe this, but I am a Jew. They made a little deal with him. They asked him to please change out of his, you know, religious clothing so he could blend in a little bit better. And he went to the seminar and he was blown away. Eventually, this fellow became Shemr Torah and Mitzvahs. But what's the backstory of this fellow? Where did this all start and what happened? So in the, during World War II, there was a Jewish fellow who was stationed in Japan. He was captured by the Japanese. He escaped. And eventually, the armed forces brought him back to the United States where they offered him to become part of the CIA. To become part of the CIA, he had to assume a brand new identity. They let him keep his last name, but they moved him to the West Coast to an unknown city and thus he began and assumed a brand new identity so he'd be able to go undercover to wherever they would send him and he would be untraceable. Sadly, when he moved to the West Coast, not only did he shed his identity, he also shed his Jewish identity. He had grown up with a hush of a father and grandfather. When he moved to the West Coast, he had a son and the son was with him initially and he would send his son as part of his new identity to Sunday school, to a Christian Sunday school. Eventually, he got divorced and the family fell apart and the son was enrolled in a parochial school, in a boarding school, a Christian boarding school, a Catholic boarding school. And this boy eventually became a star student of theirs. Of course, he had a Yiddish cup. And slowly but surely, he climbed the ranks until he became a priest. And then Vietnam broke out. And he was sent to Vietnam to administer care and last rites to dying soldiers. And he worked alongside some of the Jewish chaplains. One day, randomly, a Jewish chaplain said to him, how is it possible that a Christian priest has such a Jewish-sounding name? And he says, I don't know. It just, it's, it's, it's a coincidence. He had no idea about his Jewish roots. Many years later, he moved to California, and he became the priest of a very large parish. One day, he traveled to Los Angeles to arrange insurance for his church and his community, and he met with a fellow, and it happened to be that the insurance broker was a Jewish fellow. The Jewish fellow looked at him and said to him, you know, you have a little bit of a Yiddish upon him, you have a Jewish appearance, but you're wearing a frock and your last name is Jewish. That doesn't make any sense. He says, you know, you're the second person to ask me this. In Vietnam, someone asked me, and now you're asking me. I don't know. He says, why don't you find out? Because I'm estranged from my family. He goes, ask your father. Anyways, he goes ahead, he calls his father, and his father shares the truth with him. And he says to him, you should know something. You're a Jew, you're a bona fide Jew, you had a Jewish father, a Jewish mother, you come from a hush of a family, as a matter of fact. He was blown away and he said to this insurance guy, he called him back and he said to him, what should I do? I'm a Jew. I know nothing about Judaism. He says, I have a great idea. I'm a big supporter of Arachim this amazing weekend. Why don't you go to their weekend seminar? And this is the man and he shows up obviously in a priest's garb. They make him shed his garb and this was his first step towards Chazar Betshuva. And he became an Erlcha Ben Taira. He married a from woman, had a from family. And as a matter of fact, for many years when his children were little, he would speak at Arachim seminars and he would say the story of a fellow that showed up in a priest 
and people would be very interested in the story, he'd share the whole story, and all the way at the end, this fellow with a yarmulke and payas would say, by the way, I am that priest, and obviously everyone was blown away. It's a great story, how a lost neshama comes back and eventually becomes fully shemer taru mitzvah. But I don't think, I mean, it's amazing when a person changes their whole life and pursues the truth and lives a life of truth. But I don't think the only hero in the story, personally, is the galach, is the priest. You know who else is a hero in the story? The rabbi in Vietnam, who took the time and said to him, you sure you're not Jewish? The insurance agent, who could have just gone and done business as usual, probably wasn't even so comfortable for him to do business with a priest. But somehow he said, are you Jewish? And then when he found out he was, he didn't just say, wow, that's incredible. He said, come, let me enroll you in Arachim. And thus began this man's journey. And today he has a beautiful Teredika Mishpacha with Banim Ubnei Banim, Aizkim Batayra Uve Mitzvah. I can't think of a better way to go into the Yamim Nairam, to the Mehadin, than every person trying their best to find another Yiddish person that they interact with who may not have the benefit and trying to start some dialogue some initiative, getting them to learn, inviting them for a Shabbos meal, buying them a book, I don't know, just giving them a sheer tire that they could listen to. It's such, it's not a major investment. It's not so comfortable, but they won't feel like you're proselytizing or you're trying to missionize them. If it's done with love and it's done with care and it's done with respect, they'll love it and they'll appreciate that you care about them. Could you imagine if you come to the Rabbeinu Shalom and you say, Hashem as we'll say so many times, Hashem, return us to you. And the Rabbeinu Shalom says, of course, you're trying to return my brother home. Of course, I'm going to help you be part of that process. And it'll be macabre and incredible. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.